You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to the desert of the real. Billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. This can't be what? Be real? Welcome to another edition of the Unzip Show. Today we're going to talk about the 9-11 conspiracies. And yes, they are still floating around today, believe it or not. And, you know, it's 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 old, but it's not old. Uh, the, the theories, some of them are the same, some of them aren't. To talk a bit more about that with me now, let's bring in Mark Fenster. You are a University of Florida law professor and the author of Conspiracy Theories, Secrecy, and Power in American Culture. Thank you for joining us. Uh, first of all, tell us a bit more about the biggest 9-11 conspiracy theories and how or if they were ever debunked. Oh, well, so the, the probably the two most prominent of them would alternatively say that the Bush administration and the American government were either completely involved, uh, not only knew in advance, but were involved in the attack on the Twin Towers and on the Pentagon. And the lesser version of it would have it that uh, the administration knew about the coming attacks, but did nothing about it. Uh, As far as debunking goes, uh, unlike with the JFK assassination, there was a government report that actually had a certain degree of credibility and sophistication in the way in which it investigated and the way in which it interacted with the public. And that had a greater effect on the general public belief and trust in government than the Warren Commission report following the Kennedy assassination. But as with all these things, it never completely killed off all conspiracy theories. It merely, for those who would be trusting of government anyway, it merely provided them with a reasonably authoritative account of what actually happened that day. Well, then what What about the others? I mean, why, I'm still confused by why American uh, citizens would not trust what their own government was saying, particularly at a time then when the country felt so under attack. That's funny. Why, why, why wouldn't we trust the government? Well, it's a long-standing tradition in the United States that dates back prior to the revolution. Man, it's a big delay. So you won't hear it when I get done editing this, but there's like between her talking and this guy, there's like a huge delay. To be distrustful of power. Uh, And that has a good side and a bad side. The good side of it is that is part of what led us to throw off the shackles of colonialism uh, and has led to a certain degree of skepticism about about all kinds of concentrations of power, uh, whether within the federal government, whether within government generally, and whether within corporate interests and other sorts of civil society. But the bad side of it is this almost knee-jerk tendency, particularly for those who are opposed to the party or the individual within the White House, to disbelieve anything that gets said. 
So it's this sort of double-edged sword between uh, having a real doubt about politics and about power, but also having no willingness to trust those who are telling us what is actually occurring. Well, it's so fascinating now in the context of today. I mean, here now we have a president uh, uh, just almost after his immediate election. He himself was accusing the mainstream media, public offices of conspiracy himself. Uh, how do you explain that in the context of, of the conspiracy theories we've seen throughout American history? Well, we are in an interesting period in the United States uh, where the president himself uh, was a fairly avowed conspiracy theorist, not himself, someone who wrote conspiracy theories, but someone who would follow them and amplify them, and who has given permission, particularly for those within his own party and his own party's base and support, uh, to believe in these things and circulate them. Uh, it's not completely unprecedented for uh, government officials to espouse these things. We had the McCarthy era within the United States. We had all kinds of moments, particularly prior to the Civil War, where uh, major political figures were espousing conspiracy theories, sometimes because there were conspiracy theories, where there were actual conspiracies to secede from the Union, for example, for the Civil War. Uh, but it's not completely unprecedented, but it is rather unusual to have no sort of barrier between the most paranoid and the most skeptical uh, uh, questions of power and those who are, in fact, holding the reins of power. It provides for a very strange dynamic within U.S. politics. Mm. And and do you remember the show, um, Jesse Ventura's show called uh, Conspiracy Theory? He, uh, he did a piece on uh, 9-11 on that show he used to do. And uh, he had talked to... I can't remember the guy, how he was involved. I can't remember if he was a firefighter or anyway, he was in one of the buildings or a maintenance guy. He heard explosions. And he even said at the time why he was on Jesse's show that this could cost him his life and call it uh, coincidental. But the, uh, the, the guy he was talking to was wound up dead after the show. Um, Here's Jesse talking about this on uh, Piers Morgan show on CNN in 2012. Jesse, what, what would you have done on September the 12th, 2001? What would you have done if you'd been president? What would I have done? Yeah. I would have done a legitimate, a legitimate investigation to find out what exactly happened on 9-11. How did they know who did this so quickly like they did Lee Harvey Oswald? How quick they knew Lee Harvey Oswald well, we killed because, Kennedy. Because the people who did it were identified and we knew who they were. Well, then why couldn't we have stopped them beforehand if they were identified and we knew who it they were? It was a failure of intelligence. Everyone's accepted No, it that. wasn't. We knew before with Condoleezza Rice's memo on August 6th when it stated right in the memo, bin Laden to steal planes and run them into buildings and more stuff is coming out now also how much the bush administration ignored the intelligence it was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen and you know what's funny here eight years later after he's talking about this a lot of this has come to light Oh, come off it, Jesse. No, not oh, come off it. Every, wait a minute. Every war fought starts with a false flag operation. You can't, in all seriousness, sit there and try and make uh, anybody... Okay, let me ask you this, Piers. Wait a minute. Let me, wait, wait. Let me ask you something. How many, how much studying have you actually done of 9-11 other than what what the government's told you and what mainstream media has told you? I've been studying it for years. I was editor of a national newspaper. I've talked 
you're coming in in depth every day for really? five, six months. Really? So I know a lot about it. Well, well, one thing I do come, know is... Let me ask you this you then. You cannot say that any member of the Bush administration knew it was going to happen or wanted it to happen. It's a ridiculous thing to say. Ridiculous. Okay, let's talk about your BBC. I have a tape of a BBC reporter broadcasting directly back to England talking about a third building has collapsed. World Trade Center Building 7 talks for seven minutes. All the while she's talking, World Trade Center Building 7 is still standing right behind her. It didn't fall for another half hour, yet they were doing a pre-broadcast back to England that, yes, it's true, that this building fell and it hadn't fallen yet. If you're trying to make out the British Broadcasting Company, one of the most respected news organizations in the world, was inventing huge buildings falling over, you need to have a a break, Jesse. We'll come back after the break and we'll talk about Israel and Iran. Kidding me? This- Donald Trump, never one to shy away from controversial comments, isn't starting now. The reporters are calling all day, all night. They want to find out, did Trump make a mistake? Now, Trump is saying he watched from his Manhattan apartment as people jumped from the Twin Towers on 9-11. I have a window in my apartment that specifically was aimed at the World Trade Center because of the beauty of the whole downtown Manhattan. And I watched as people jumped, and I watched the second plane come in. While people were seen jumping from the towers that day, Trump's apartment in Midtown is roughly four miles from where the World Trade Center's towers stood. Many people jumped, and I witnessed it. I watched that. Trump also stubbornly defending his widely debunked claim that there were large crowds in New Jersey celebrating the day of the 9-11 attacks pointing to a line in a Washington Post story published a week later that said law enforcement had detained people allegedly seen cheering on rooftops in Jersey City. Holding tailgate style. Tailgate. You know what that means? Tailgate. That means football games, Ohio State, thousands of people in parking lots, on roofs. While government officials and even the reporter who wrote that story say the investigation uncovered no such celebration, Trump points to his Twitter followers as evidence to the contrary. So all of a sudden, I'm getting all of these tweets. I saw it. I was there. I was this. But I saw it. I saw it. The GOP frontrunner's dubious claims don't appear to be damaging him in the eyes of voters. and by the way, this is this is CNN also from uh, November of 2015. So it's a little old, but uh, I'm just uh, had to, had to play this clip. So while I was looking around, I came across the National Geographic uh, <clears throat> 9/11 11 claim, um, which is uh, it's explosive 9/11 claims. Uh, I, I I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I know we talked about. Uh, before in this conspiracy, they had talked about um, explosives being used. With the building ready, the demolition team prepares the various explosives on site. To cut steel beams, demolition teams use a shape charge. This actually is a piece of copper that is part of a shape charge weapon. And what happens is you put a little explosive in each one of these little pockets and you set off the charge and this whole rim implodes and you get a stream of liquid copper and this jet of copper will cut through steel. No matter what the exact shape of the charge, they all will react the same, cutting steel when detonated. 
Now, personnel clear and the demolition team places copper-shaped charges on all 24 support columns. Now this is a linear-shaped charge and it's wired in with the, with the dynamite. When it cuts, uh, it'll cut this column right on this angle and then this piece will be deflected and dis displaced uh, in that direction. You have to do the math, but it's 400 grains to a foot, 7,000 grains to make a pound. <laughs> so it's not really that much, but it's potent stuff. I mean, it'll just blow the snot out of that concrete. After double checking their explosives, the demolition team touches off the fuse. Now you hear that, hear those pops? That's, that's what a lot of claims have been said to have taken place was uh, those type of, uh, type of uh, little pops. That there. So could it have been a controlled demolition? It, it, I mean... We, at the time, did we not want to go to war? Um, uh, and, and to go to war, you need to really piss off people. So it's okay, that way you're, you're okay to go to war. You know, it, it, you make everybody mad, and now everybody says, let's go over there and, 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 and kill, kill everything and go over there and, and go to war. What perfect way to do it is to create this type of anger. Not sure if you've heard of the uh, video called Loose Change. It's it's on YouTube. It, it explains the conspiracy theories and how they took place or how they could have taken place. Um, I found a clip here from Nat Geo that explains, uh, I mean, kind of breaks down the actual conspiracy theory, how, how, how the planes switched and were diverted. In this scenario, Four commercial passenger jets take off as scheduled. Here is a timeline of this theory. 8.30 a.m. in the alternate theory. A rogue plane painted to look like the real thing assumes the flight path of American Airlines 11, which is diverted to a secret airfield controlled by the military in Pennsylvania. 8.46 a.m. Another rogue plane swaps with the real American Airlines 77. At this same time, rogue American Airlines 11 hits the North Tower of the World Trade Center. 8.53 a.m., rogue United 175 takes on the flight path of United Airlines 175. Meanwhile, American Airlines 11 lands at the secret airfield. 9.02 a.m., Rogue United Airlines 175 strikes the South Tower of the World Trade Center. As the real United Airlines 175 lands. 9.37 a.m. Rogue American Airlines 77 passes over the Pentagon and a fighter jet or cruise missile under remote control crashes into the west side. 10.06 a.m., United Airlines 93 is shot down, eliminating all innocent witnesses. This timeline accounts for many things, but like the other conspiracy theories, it has at least one major flaw. 
it would require a very large number of people to succeed. Now, see, that's that's where I had a problem with a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories with the planes is because that's a lot of people, a lot of people involved, and something's going to leak. I mean, that many people can't keep a secret like this. For 9-11 to have been a conspiracy, we would be talking about several thousand people having to be involved. We'd be talking about people in the military, we'd be talking about people in the police, we're talking about people in the New York City government, people in the national government, people for the airlines, we'd be talking about relatives of some of those who were supposed to have phoned, officials at national uh, city and statewide, those who were responsible subsequently for intimidating other witnesses out of talking, we'd be talking about the demolition teams who were sent into the tiles, we'd be talking about the people who let them into the towers in the first place, who saw them go in and decided not to uh, give witness afterwards. Thousands and thousands of people. So obviously the, the US government has a long history of being involved in all kinds of shenanigans and dishonest things, but this is so far beyond the pale. This would be a conspiracy that would have to involve thousands, if not tens of thousands of people, and it, it, it involved the slaughter of five or 6,000 people, and it, there were just so many moving parts, and that's just not the way that conspiracies work in real life. I, I just don't, I don't think that many people could keep, the, uh, keep a secret like that. That's just too many. I don't know. What do you think? I'm sure you've researched it. Most of you. But, uh, I don't know. Like everything else, I guess we'll never know. Thanks for listening. This has been the Unzip Show. Till next time.